This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. Oftentimes when we do training, whether it's our online trainings or corporate trainings, people always end up asking the question, how do I figure out what my one thing is? And we've got tools for helping you do that. One of them being the 411, which if you have not yet used the 411, go to the onething.com. You can download it on the free stuff page and you can get training on it on the training page. That will get you started there. Once you gain clarity on what your one thing is, a follow-up question that often happens is, what do I do when I have more than one thing? Or what do I do when my one thing changes? How do I know if I earn the right to truly focus on something else? Today's going to be a story of someone who read the book, who at the time he did the everything. He didn't do the one thing. And you're going to hear how crazy his life was at the time. And he started living the principles. He simplified his life. He started scaling a great business while striking amazing counterbalance. And suddenly in the last year, he's looked up and realized that the lead domino has changed. His one thing is no longer the business that he been, had been building. It's now a new venture. And he had to wrestle with what does he do with the other organization? It was scaling, it was profitable. And ultimately he chose to sell it because if he truly wanted to strike counterbalance, to be present with his family, to maintain his health and to have a thriving business, it was about creating simplicity in his life. With that, let's get into this conversation with the founder of Rewind, Ryan Lee. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Ryan, it's great to have you back on the show. I am excited, Jeff. This isn't just the one thing. This is the two things because I'm back <laughs> twice. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> the, it's the lead domino knockdown consistently. Uh, so a lot has changed since you, you first came on. And the conversation we're having here today, you're just a great case study of what it looks like to live the one thing. And first and foremost, mm-hmm. give, give people a sense of when you came across the book, how you started living it. I came across it a few years ago, and it was one of those kind of transformative ahas. Like I, I was typical entrepreneur. I have my wife and I have four kids, so I'm running around with them. I'm coaching, I'm carpooling, and I loved starting businesses. At the height of my entrepreneurial ADD, I had, if you look at it by domain names, that's you. Could, that's how you could tell how crazy people are by how many domain names they had. At the height, I had about eight hundred and. 
50 domain names. You're kidding. No, 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 I'm not, which is, it's, it's, I was registering like five, six a day. It was crazy. And then I had, I think five or six all active corporations. So I was trying to run all these businesses, trying to do all this stuff. And then I had this, I, I talked about this in the last show, just everything collapsed between the businesses falling apart, especially a nutrition company. My mom passed away from cancer. I started to gain weight my, and all the stress and it was affected my health. Uh, and I was just so overwhelmed and starting to get almost depressed, like this feeling that I'd never felt before. And the book came just at the right time. I was reading it and it was, was one of those light bulb moments. It's like, of course, just do one thing. And, and that's what I did with trying to focus on my relationships with my family. And the one thing was stop traveling. And I, I didn't travel for over six or seven years. Uh, the one thing with the business was close down all the sites and all the companies that aren't that are, are not profitable, that are bringing me more stress and just focus on one, which at that time was freedom. And for my health, focus on the one thing that's going to turn around my health the quickest. And that was win the morning. Mm-hmm. So it really did. I mean, it's, it's one of those books that I tell everyone that's just read, you know, the one book, read the one thing. Yeah. Well, to, I want to expand on what you just said. You just described multiple one things, mm-hmm. yet they were, there was one thing for your relationships. There was one thing for your business. There was one thing for your health. Right. I think one of the greatest misunderstandings when people read the book is they hear like, well, I have more than one thing. And we know that success is sequential, not mm-hmm. simultaneous. One thing at a time. The question is, do you have clarity on what your one thing is for that area of your life? And are you doing it? Right. And, and for me, I, and I, get, I know there's different philosophies. There are some people that say, well, you could, you know, if you want to really focus on making money, then the everything else has to be sacrificed. And I wasn't willing to do that because for me, the if the one 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 thing, <laughs> um, if there is such a thing, is is my family. That's the most important thing. Nothing even comes close. So otherwise, I'd be I'd be living with my family, but we'd be homeless and you know, <laughs> and I'd be seven hundred pounds. Uh, so I, I put it, it. What worked for me is I I put it into kind of three big buckets, the Fs. One was family, which is family, friends, you know, relationships. Then there is the other F for me, which is fitness, which is mental phys- fitness, physical fitness, health, nutrition. And then the third F is finance, which is money, entrepreneurship, business, investing, that type of stuff. So that, that worked for me, just really simplifying the bucket. And you, as you said, Jeff, what's the one thing for each of those. And I, I think in the book, was it the one thing so that everything else becomes effortless? Easier and unnecessary. Yeah, easier and unnecessary. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I did. Each of those things, what was the one big thing? It was saying no to travel. It was winning the morning and getting the morning routine down. And it was closing down all the other businesses and just putting all of my energy into one. Yeah. And at the time, that one business was freedom, which mm-hmm. give people a cliff note version of what freedom was. That was a membership community for entrepreneurs. So basically teaching them everything from starting a business and marketing and creating membership sites and all that. It's just an entrepreneurial community. Yeah. That's really what it was. And people paid at the at the time it was around $50 a month. And it was kind of like a Netflix for entrepreneurs. We had 
we have well over a thousand article, a thousand hours of video training in there. So the idea was they come on and if they want to learn about how to get traffic, they would they would do that. And if they want to learn how to write better emails, they would click on those trainings. So it was all this stuff in one place. Yeah. Well, you fast forward, and the reason you and I are having a conversation today is because freedom is no longer your one thing. So walk us. I got through, a new one yeah, thing, Jeff. So so walk us through, and this is this is the silver lining and the consistent thread we're going to pull through this episode is. Your one thing can change and sometimes does change, yet it's still one thing at a time over time. So walk us through what life looked like to realize that the lead domino has changed. You know, it was it was a it was fun building the business and I enjoyed it. But I had originally started in the health and fitness industry. I worked in a children's hospital for six years and I was I did all the sports and fitness and recreation and then I was a trainer on the side and then I was a gym teacher. So even my first website back in the late 90s was in health and fitness. I, I kind of fell into teaching entrepreneurship because I started having success and other people were asking me, could you teach me? So I'm like, sure. But it was never really my I don't think it was ever my real reason for existing. <laughs> Hopefully helped a lot of people over the years, but over the past the past year or two, I was, it just wasn't as fulfilling anymore. And because I, I was able to turn my health back around and get back to the same weight I was in high school and the same pants size, which I never thought I would be, and feeling so much better. And, and you know, I'm just, a, I'm going to be 47 this year and, and just feeling so much more energized and being with my kids. I was just so excited that I'm back just living this life. And I wanted to talk, I found myself wanting to talk more about health and personal development versus you know, how to build a, a funnel. Like It just wasn't bringing me joy anymore. Mm. And, and that was really it. Like I was waking up in the morning and I wasn't as excited anymore. I used to jump out of bed, <clears throat> drive to the coffee shop, write my email and just like expl- exploding with happiness. And I was finding myself going a little bit more through the motions mm-hmm. and more excited about the nutrition stuff. And that's when I started to say, well, let me see what this looks like. Now, I kind of cheated a little bit on the one thing because I didn't want to close down one company and start something else if I didn't have any proof it was going to work. Yeah. So what I did was freedom was still kind of sort of my one thing. But on the side, what I did was I gave myself, okay, Freedom's going to be essentially my one thing. Let's say 85, 90% of the day is that. But the 10%, I'm going to do this little side thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself, I'm going to carve off an hour a day, and that's where I'm going to build that. Um, and then I'm going to get some proof of concept. And if it works, if I see signs of life and I know I can get it going, then I put the wheels in motion and I start to start to look for how am I going to exit out of freedom so I can go all in and make this new. Rewind company, my one thing. So let's talk about what is Rewind, and then I've got a follow-up question to that. Okay, so Rewind, um, it started uh, about, as of this recording, about eight months ago with one product, with the nutrition bar. It was based on my own health needs because I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder years ago. Um, I really shouldn't have dairy gluten and a lot of sugar. So I was looking for, and I tried, you know, smoothies are great, but I have four kids. I don't have time for a freaking smoothie. So I want to have a ball. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I, you know, you see these Instagram, these 20 year old Instagram models with like eight pack abs. Oh, look at my 75 ingredients smoothie with, you know, kale from the mountaintop or a hike. <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, come on. I wanted a bar. 
But yet the protein bars, most of them were whey-based protein, so, which is dairy, which wasn't great for me. Um, and then there are protein bars, which are popular, but everyone's like, oh, they only have one gram of sugar, but it's all sugar alcohol. So that's great. So you're in the bathroom every 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> and then there's the green bars, but they don't really have any protein and they don't taste very good. It tastes like lawn. Um, <laughs> and then there's bars, <laughs> which are just all, it's all sugar. I mean, there's no protein, there's no fiber. Um, and then there's, then there's the crappy cereal bars, which I'm not even going to get into. So, and, and, and they have gluten. So I'm like, why can't there be a bar that has all this stuff that has greens, that has fruit, that has high fiber, that's dairy, that's, that has, I'm sorry, that has, that is vegan. So there's no dairy and it didn't exist. I'm like, how could this not exist? So I created it. That was it. I, I kind of created it selfishly. I'm like, this would be perfect. And then I, then I'm like, well, if, if someone like me is looking for this, there's gotta be other people. And that's exactly how it started. It's this whole business started around helping. You know, how, how could I have this great bar that, and, and it something that tasted really, really good because mm-hmm. a lot of bars don't taste good. So that was, that was the idea behind it. And I didn't originally say, I didn't sit around and say, you know what? I'm getting bored of freedom. Let me jump into the nutrition space. It wasn't that at all. I never, I really never thought I'd go back into it. But when I started doing this and started looking for a good bar, it all started to kind of come together. And, and that's life. It's just, it's a journey Yeah. and you will you change. Um, and I think if we can give ourselves permission to say, this is my one thing and it's great and I'm going for it, but give yourself the flexibility to say, you know what, after a while and you're doing it, you're like, this isn't my thing anymore. This isn't my jam. Let me switch my one thing. I think it's okay to give ourselves permission to do that because instead of feeling so guilty um, about, well, I put all this time and effort in, I have to stick with it. Well, if if it's not what you want to do, then it's not what you want to do. Yeah. I, you know, it moves pretty quick. Yeah, and one of the things that we said, you said before we hit the record button. What would the Ryan pre one thing have done when freedom's going well? I mean, it's a very profitable business; it's growing, and then all of a sudden you start rewind and you got traction there. What's the yeah. what's the two thing version of Ryan? Two thing. Okay, so pre reading the one thing. It would have been me being cheap, not hiring anyone, and running freedom half the day and rewind half the day. And freedom starting to slow down and rewind not really growing fast. And having two companies doing eh um, with 10 times more work, less focus, and more stress. Now I've got all these different email accounts. Now I got all these different social media and two different customer support things and a lot more stress, less profit. And it wouldn't have been. <laughs> It just wouldn't be doing as well as it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and I know that Jeff because that was for I don't know seventeen years. That was my life. Start something new, keep the other thing going. <clears throat> Even now, we still have I still have products and programs out there that I haven't promoted or launched in in a decade, and we're going through and closing them down. Things that I've forgotten about. Um, we got an email this morning. Someone said, "Oh, I bought this lifetime product from you a decade ago. Can I still have access to it?" I, I'm like, "What? I don't even know what that is." That's how insane I was. With uh, I, I should have written the I should have written the book called "The Million Things" because that was my book. <laughs> yeah, um, and it it feels good. It's almost like um like a little bit of a a drug, like you get this addiction to starting and hustling and running and grinding and 
you know, trying to be like Vaynerchuk, trying to be everywhere, but it, it always leads to the crash. Yeah. Well, it, I remember Gary being in a mastermind and looking out at the groom and saying, working long hours is cheating. And everybody looked so confused. And then he expanded. He said, you know, it's cheating because you can do the wrong activities. And if you work hard enough, if you hustle, if you grind, you can muscle your way to a result and you cheat yourself out of what it means to live a life. Yeah. But you know what? I think that message gets lost a lot. I think people only hear the, you got to hustle part and -hmm. you got to keep working. And they make you feel guilty if, you know, there's, there's, I'm grinding while you're sleeping or, you know, Oh, oh my God! You who has time to watch an hour of Netflix? Uh, I do. I want to. <laughs> I, I like watching at, at night when my kids, after they're done with homework and we're in pajamas, like watching. Uh, I don't know, kids baking championship. They like that more than I do, but <laughs> I, I enjoy that a little relaxation and downtime with my family. I like being done by about four o'clock. Yeah. Which, so, which by the way, I just want to emphasize. You're less than 12 months into a startup and you're talking about being done by four o'clock. Oh, I'm only, yeah, we, our first bar came out of production as of this recording about eight months ago. How's the business going working 40 hours a week? Oh, it's going great. Uh, you know what it is? I build the entire business around my lifestyle and my family. It's now. It's not. I don't call it a. I used to say it more a lifestyle business. I, I, I guess it technically is, but it's just choosing what the biggest priority is in my life. Um, and it's you know fitting in those three things every day. I'm going to fill those three buckets every day. I'm going to make sure I'm home by four, and I could coach my son's basketball team and drive my kids to tennis and gymnastics. Um, so I'm filling that that family bucket. Every day, I'm going to get my 20-minute workout in and have some time to just de-stress and breathe and relax. So that's my fitness bucket. And my, my finance, my business bucket, every single morning, I have a routine. I go to the coffee shop and I, you know, drilling down the one thing, I, do, I say, what's the one thing that's going to grow my business and have the most impact on my business? And I do that first thing in the morning. It's not checking 100 emails. It's not doing things that are not important. It's Whatever the most important thing is for that day. For me, it's usually sending an email to my customer list, um, or it's uh, working on a new ad campaign, or maybe it's sales copy for the day, or maybe it's the new product creation stuff, um, or maybe it's a retention strategy. But that's the first thing and the most important thing I'm going to do every morning. And when you do that and you do that right, I mean, I really could be done by 10, I guess, essentially. But I, li- I like to work. I like to do this. I like to build businesses and talk to my customers and, and have a team huddle in the morning. I, I enjoy it. What else am I going to do? Yeah. I'm sit home all day. <laughs> well, I want to go into that a little bit because yeah. take us back to the moment when you started doing this. You started your morning with, what's my one thing? Searching for the answer and doing that first. And it was not a habit yet. Walk us right. through the mindset there and, and how you ended up sticking with it. The mindset at that time was this just kind of chaotic mindset. I, I, I would wake up and I didn't know what to do first. You know, I would go to, I would rent these offices, these office spaces. I'd go to this white room with the white walls and the fluorescent lights and stare at my computer and just feel the stress come over me. Like, what, what, fi- I was playing defense all day. 
that's what it felt like all day. I'm playing defense. Um, and I didn't even know what to do first. There was so many, there was a, a to-do list a mile long and I didn't know what to do. Um, and then I started saying, okay, well, let me first focus on mindset wise, simplicity wise. Let me set up myself. Let, let me take care of my environment. And what I noticed was sometimes in the afternoon, I would get tired of being in the office. I would go to a coffee shop just to break it up. And I found when I'd go to the coffee shop, I would be much more focused because I couldn't screw around. I couldn't surf the internet. I just was there to get the work done. And I'm like, all right, you know, this is this really feels good. Let me try to do it in the morning. Let me see if I can go to the coffee shop in the morning. And then it started to, I did it one day. And then the next week I did it twice. I'm like, oh, this feels really good. And until it became this daily thing to the point now where if I don't do it, it feels really off. I can't, I can't even work from home. Like I have to be at a coffee shop. I have to get the latte. I have to put my headset on um, and get in that zone and put, and what I'll do is I'll put one song on, I'll have it on repeat and just get in that hypnotic work zone, the smell of the coffees, the background noise of the coffee shop, the music, the the laptop, it's just, and the first sip of the latte and I'm in the zone. Um, and it became this, this habit, this ritual where that's the thing I do. And even when we go on vacation, I tell my wife, I'll get up early. So while the kids are still sleeping, I don't care if it's 630 because I'm always up early anyway. Um, so while the kids are sleeping at 630, I'll go downstairs into the hotel lobby. Give me one hour while you get the kids ready and showered. I'll be up at 730 or meet me downstairs at 730, 8 o'clock and I'll be done for the day. But give me that time to go down there, get the coffee sit, get my one big thing done, and then I'm yours all day. Mm. Um, and now I, ca- I cannot work unless I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I want to break down what, what I heard for people in, in very tactical one thing terms. It's not like you set a goal to have clarity on your priorities and with, you know, boom, you snap your fingers and you're the type of person who has clarity on their one thing and does their one thing first. It was, I heard one thing over time that led to this, starting by just yeah. in the afternoon, yeah, it, realizing you were burnt and getting into a coffee shop that led mm-hmm. to you doing it in the morning. And ultimately you ended up creating this bunker, an environment that supports your goals. There's nobody else in your business that's stopping by asking if you've got a minute, you've got a routine, you get your latte, you've got the smell, you put the headphones in, you got your song, it's on repeat. And you execute on your one thing. That's it. The, the environment is such an important factor, though. And I don't think people realize that enough. And for me, it's a coffee shop. For someone else listening, it could be the kitchen table. It could be a hotel lobby. It could be the library. It, uh, it could be an office. What, but whatever works for you works for you. But yeah, it was definitely a process. And it took me a little while to get there. But once I did, and it became part of my morning, my morning is set in stone. Yeah. Um, it, almost seven days a week. Like I, even on the weekends, sometimes when the kids are still sleeping, I'll, I'll kind of sneak out while they're sleeping, go to the coffee shop, get an hour of work done because I really like doing it, uh, and then come back before they're even up. Right, right. Yeah. So for, for people who are listening to this, I'll just ask you the question. What, ask it. What would Bring be, it, Jeff. What, what would be possible if every day you had clarity on your one thing? And you did it first. Mm. We've asked this to tens of thousands of people. The answer can be summed up as everything. 
And if you want a purposeful approach to having clarity in your one thing, to taking that to-do list that's a mile long and compressing it into the things that matter most, go to theonething.com. That's with the number one in the URL. Click on the training page and check out the Your 411 training. This, the 411 is the tool for having clarity on your one thing. It's when we do corporate trainings. This is where what we have them begin to do as teams. You need to start there. Ryan, I want to talk about, you mentioned you had this to-do list a mile long. We know that one of the thieves of productivity is the fear of chaos. When you go into your bunker, you're in a time block and you're going deep on your one thing. It's not like the world stops spinning. It's not like the emails stop coming in or the customer issues cease to exist. Things mm-hmm. pile up. Walk us through your mindset while you are so focused on what matters most. How are you managing everything else? I just, um, and I, you know, in the book, you guys talk about it as well. And I've, it's funny because as I was reading the book, there was a lot of things I was doing kind of intuitively, which I didn't even realize was aligned with the system of the one thing, is, is chunking tasks at, at, at specific times. Um, I work entirely from my calendar. Mm. So knowing that the first, so in the calendar, up until noon, you cannot book an appointment with me, no matter what. You cannot. So I know no matter what, my morning is the time I'm going to get the big stuff done. In the afternoons is the other stuff. Now, it, it obviously helps and not everyone's, if someone's an entrepreneur, it's, they're not, not everyone's in the same position I am. I have someone that works for me that handles like all that stuff. Um, so what we do is once I get, I get to the coffee shop in the morning, I know there's all that stuff coming, right? But I focus on the one thing in the morning. After that one thing is done, the big thing, then I have my morning huddle with my right-hand person, Kate. And we go through, here's the, here's the big stuff happening today. And then we, and we've tried different um, systems, different uh, software programs to manage. What we found works as of right now is just working off a shared Google Doc. Just simple. And she goes through all the stuff. And if there's a big question, she, she brings it to me. But I trust in my team to do the right thing. And that's what we do in terms of simplicity. Everything we do with our business, with our company, is run through that filter of, is, if I were a customer, is this how I would want to be treated? You know, Okay, they want a refund of the product, even though they're not entitled to it. The refund policy is passed. If I'm the customer, would I want that refund if I was in their shoes? The answer is yes. So then we give it to them. So by having a, a, a real, we, we throw around the word culture a lot, but by having that set, it, it empowers your team to make those those big and even like the micro decisions without having to run it by you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hearing uh, I'm hearing a few things here. One is you have a time block. It's every day up until 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. That is time blocked for you to do your most important work and nothing gets to violate it. Every If doing the most important thing is the most important thing, why yep. do anything else? You don't. So you start there. You then realize that you can't do it all and no one succeeds alone. So you bring in leverage in the form of mm-hmm. a Kate. And you have a model and a system for batching all the things that you need to communicate on so that you can triage them when it's time to batch those things. Right. Exactly. And you're not running back and forth and project to project. Here's the time. Okay, here's when I'm going to check my email. Great. 
here's, here's this time blocked off for the interview. And I also block off, I make no appointment, no one can make any appointment with me on Friday. Friday is my 100% flex day. If I want to go to the movies, I go to the movies. If I want to get massages, I get, like, that's my open day. Not saying I don't work or do anything, but at least I know that's in my schedule one day a week just for my time. And another thing I always put into my schedule is at least 20 minutes of just getting outside and walking, mm. just walking and thinking. And I, I really, truly believe this is something we're not doing enough of. Uh, we're always attached to our phones. And a lot of the big things happen, the big shifts, the big breakthroughs, the big changes happen when you're unplugged and when you're just thinking. We never have enough quiet time to just think. We're always on the phone and our freaking heads in the thing and in the apps and on Facebook. Like, just put it away and walk. <laughs> it's, it's such a simple, sometimes these things are just so simple and it's so good for you, obviously, mentally, physically, spiritually. And you'll be amazed at how much clarity you start to have on those, on the most important thing. Yeah. And, and sometimes the answers come to you when you're least expecting it. Well, for people, if you have not heard, the habit that cost $100 million to learn and why it was worth it, I would go back and listen to episode, I believe it was episode 143 and 144 with Keith Cunningham. And that habit is the habit of thinking time. And he mm. goes into depth about what that Keith. is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great guy. And uh, I've gone on four 66-day challenges to making thinking time a habit. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a tough one to get to stick. And... Having time that you can purposefully unplug. Ask you the need questions. That. Yep. You need it, it is it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. That is more important than having an hour to check your email. It really is. Um, I can't stress it enough how how much that 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 time to just think is good for you. How how, how good it feels too. Yeah, and, and for people, this is why it's so aligned with the one thing. What most people have been trained to do just through corporate culture today is you get to the office and you open your email email, and then you check email until you go to a... Until you go to the end until you, or something you, you have a, to think a, about. A, a, me, a meeting. Oh, and, and then you, and then you, you know, I haven't been, yeah, I haven't you, been in like a typical office in, yeah. in decades. I don't even know. You get out of the <laughs> meeting and you ask, what should I be doing? And you don't know the answer. So you check your... Oh, your phone? I have no idea. Your email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I'm so, and, so, you know what, Jeff? It's so foreign to me. I can't even answer. Yeah. Well, I, folks, I, this is, if you're, everybody's like, your email, Ryan, your email. Well, yeah, this is what it looks like when you live the one thing. <laughs> I, I'm so far removed from that world. And I'm, I'm almost getting the chills thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, and I know. Believe me, people who are in that world—that's that's their life and that's their uh, that's their reality. But yeah, this this stuff that you that you guys teach, Jeff, is so important. Well, and, um, it's, and here's what's here's the point I want to make. You know, you're you're talking today from a gosh, I, your brain doesn't even think that way anymore. Yet, no. if we rewind mm-hmm. three five years, you were there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was definitely in the in the weeds. Even more so, because at least if someone's in the corporate world and has a job, they get their paycheck, everything's cool. Like, of course, there's no guaranteed lifetime employment, right? But there's some stability. Yeah. When you're an entrepreneur, 
and you're living in this world of chaos, it it's a whole different level, especially when you throw four kids on top of that. Yeah. Um, it's a whole different level of stress. So it was it was some tough times, but my we talk a lot about the one thing. For me, my mantra has been, and it it, it always has been to some extent, but it got lost along the way, is simplicity. Mm. I, I just like run everything through the simple filter. How can I make it more simple? Even when I've taught entrepreneurship, I'll take the most complex subjects and say, how can I make this more simple? Mm-hmm. How do I just get to the essence of it? Um, because I, I also, have, I don't have any, I don't have time. When you, when you got this many kids <laughs> and they're all active and they all do travel sports and you run a business, you don't have time for, for BS. I don't have time for like, I don't have time to waste. So if people, if I get the message, like, oh, can I pick your brain? I'm sorry, but no, you can't. Yeah. Um, I, I, and, and I, you just have to be able to simplify, 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 and you have to get, you have to start getting good at saying no as well. Yeah. That's another skill is not so easy. And I still struggle with it because I'm a people pleaser, but yeah. um, I'm getting better. Well, that's, that's definitely a, a huge thing people struggle with. And it's one thing that I think in the, in the future, we will have a full-blown training around that that will be available on the training page of the one thing.com. So if that's of interest for you guys, uh, let us know. And uh, we, we should have the ability, if you go to the one thing.com and click on training, that there should be a way for you to submit courses or trainings that we have not yet created. If the demand's there, we'll, we'll, we'll act in order of priority. So I would suggest that you guys go and, and voice your opinion because we're in the business to serve you. So Ryan, I, I'm curious. We fast forward to the now. You've sold freedom. Mm-hmm. You, you you sold it off because you realized you you can't if family is really number one if health is really number two and then and then your the finances and everything is number three you couldn't have two things in the finance right. bucket right right and, and so, I could have with freedom I could have I could have done a deal where I brought someone on and they would get a piece of the revenue and I would still collect but I knew even on a deep you know unconscious level it would still be mine and it would still be my responsibility I didn't even want that. Yeah. So I'm curious now that rewind is your one thing from the business slash finance standpoint, what are the things that you find yourself consistently saying no to that the old Ryan would absolutely say yes to? Well, you know what it is? A lot of it are decisions that I would I would take I would have a lot more time making. So I'll I'll give you a real world example. This happened within the past 48 hours. We we're growing so fast. We're doing all of our own warehousing and fulfillment right here, ten minutes from my house, and we have staff and a team. But we're growing so fast. I had to start looking at new space, and all of a sudden, we're looking at you know ten thousand square foot warehouse space, and we have to hire a dozen employees and and trucks. I'm like, you know, is this the one thing? Like, is this the one thing I want to do every morning? Is manage warehouse and staff? Heck no. So. We started looking at okay, what's a what's a fulfillment company we can use? So, the simplicity model of okay, here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the warehouse. So, getting back to your question of what have I said no to? I've got bids from two different com- well, bunch of different companies. I, I brought it down to two companies, <clears throat> and then one I committed to. I said we're in, and the second guy emailed me, you know, a couple hours later, saying, hey, you know, I I cc'd my COO. Could we get on the phone? Um, and in the past, I would have felt bad about saying no to them. I would have said, oh, I'm still thinking about it. I'll get back to you soon. 
I know I would have done that. I would have punted it down the field because I felt bad about saying no. But instead, I said, hey, I appreciate you following up, but I've, I've made a decision. I'm going with this other company. Here are the two or three reasons why. I really appreciate your time, and I wish you the best. And such a, and this happens within the past 48 hours, Jeff, and it felt so good just immediately closing it off. He, he replied immediately, thank you so much for thinking of us. I appreciate you getting back to me. Best of luck to you. And just saying no, getting it off my plate, doing it the right way, being respectful, and man, it felt great. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know the old me, I would have said, let me think about it because I didn't want to say no. And, yeah. and someone else, we're looking for another spokesperson for our company for Rewind. Someone emailed me, she sent me the whole resume, here's what I'd love to do. But, and I know this person wasn't going to be the right fit. And instead of me saying, let me think about it, which again, I would have done. I said, I appreciate you reaching out. It's just not the right, you're not the right fit. I was looking for this type of person who could do this, this, and this. But thank you anyway. And she wrote back, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Two things in the past two days that would have been on my mind that mm. I just let them down easily. And I just said, that's it. I know what our strategy is with Rewind. I know what the end game is. And everything is run through the filter of, is this bringing me closer to this final goal or further away from it? Yeah. And if it's further away, I got to say no. And it's feel, and I, Jeff, I have not had this clarity in years. Because even with freedom, I didn't really have a specific goal in mind. It was like, it's a lifestyle business. We get members. It's cool. Everything's fun. But I didn't really have a specific vision. But now that I do, man, it's, it becomes so much easier to say no. Mm-hmm. Not, done nicely. Again, nice. Yeah. Well, be nice. The, the, say, the, be nice. The, the, the thing that I heard there that I think is so important that I'll reinforce is how many things we have going on in our heads that's occupying our mind share. Every single one of us knows what it feels like to check your email because you were bored and you scrolled and you saw some, an email from somebody that you thought was important. You opened it and realized it was a fire or it was a bomb, like just something that was big and you didn't want to deal with it right then, right there. So what'd you do? You marked it as unread and told yourself you'd deal with it later. But then all of a sudden you're having dinner with your kids and you're not hearing what your kid is saying to you because you're right. thinking about that email. How many, how different would life be if you simply just started saying no and closing the loop on things immediately? Yep. Close the loop. Right. You know what I'm going to tell them, Jeff? What? Go to the one (laughs) thing.com and and submit the loops that are open. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, But, but it is, you, you got, and closing the loops, it, it is really, I love doing interviews like this because then it makes me think about what I've done. And even, I'll give you another example, Jeff, closing the loop. That maybe it was, it was probably in the past 24 hours, maybe yeah, maybe 12 hours ago, one guy was interested in having me coach him and I went back, we went back and forth and then he didn't reply back. And I said, hey, whatever you want, yes or no, it's cool, but I need an answer now. It, wasn't, it was like he wanted, he wanted to promote one of my things, whatever it was. But I just said, I need an answer now. Just give me a yes or no. And if it's no, that's fine. Totally cool. But I, I need to close this loop because I don't want anything hanging anymore. Mm-hmm. Close the loops. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's listening to this and they're, they're, they're going, okay, I'm at the place where I'm ready to make a decision. I'm ready to, to, to commit to living the one thing. I want to do this. I'm going to do this. What's their lead domino? 
for me, okay, so if this was me looking back or or even giving advice to my kids, and I don't know if 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 this goes against the one thing or if it's aligned with it, I am still about balance. So I would put the three categories, the fitness, the finance, the family, and I would say, what's the one thing in each of those? Hmm. Because I feel that if, if it's only the business, right? If, you, if your whole thing is the business and you want to grow the business and that's your thing and that's your focus, that's great. But if you're not taking care of your mental and physical health and you're not taking care of family and relationships, then what the heck's the point, hmm. right? Uh, and if you're only focused on your health and, and all, all I'm doing is run a mile a day and this and you're eating well, and that's great. But if you neglect your family and you, you, know, you, you neglect your business and you're fine, that, that's not good either. So I, I like to think of it as, as kind of a holistic one thing, maybe one, one, one thing. <laughs> um, so I would say sit down and in each of those three categories, pick the one thing. But if and just do that. Um, but whatever the, whatever the thing is, whatever that one thing is, so let's say it's in health and you want to lose 20 pounds, let's reverse engineer that. Okay, well, what does that look like? Well, it, there's going to have to be a change in my nutrition and my exercise. Okay, let me go a step further. What does that look like? Go, go down one of those paths. What does it look like in nutrition? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I have to eat less calories. Okay, what's one thing I could do right now to cut calories? Well, I could have one less soda a day. I drink three, three cans of Coke a day. I'm going to drink two a day for the next week. That's my one thing I'm going to focus on with my nutrition. That's it. Just that. Um, and that's what, when I used to work with kids who were obese. That's what that's what we would do. We would focus on one thing. Let's just focus on. Don't worry about running a mile a day and doing that and having no carbs and then doing this and because people never could stick with it. Let's focus on getting down one can of soda. Okay, next week, great. Now let's get down to one can a day. Okay, now we're gonna have water and and just do that. Break down whatever the biggest step, whatever this big project is. Break it down into really really small steps and then just take one step at a time. Yeah. That was a great example of thinking big, transforming your health, and going small. Can I yeah. cut one can a day? And that's yeah, but no one does that, Jeff. They they say I'm gonna New Year's resolution, and then they join or they they spend ten thousand dollars for a Peloton bike, and then they said that's it, and I'm going 100 percent keto, and now I can never have a cookie for the rest of my life. I'm <laughs> two hours a day, and and then they live in this world of restriction. And then they freak out and they're miserable and then they crash and then they wonder why they gained 30 pounds back. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and what I heard you say when I asked you where they should begin, you went, you went to the idea of counterbalance. So I'll ask a question to you, the listener, that if, if counterbalance is something that you struggle with, answer this. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it would make striking a counterbalance between personal and professional? easier or unnecessary. And like Ryan so gracefully did, you're going to find an answer. Striking counterbalance is a big domino to knock down. Keep asking the question, well, what's the one thing I can do that would make doing that easier or unnecessary? And then ask it again. What's the one thing I can do that would make doing that easier or unnecessary? And when you reverse engineer it, when you goal set to the now, you suddenly have a direct line to how knocking down that little two-inch domino with the flick of a finger, how that done over time leads to you knocking down the big domino. Absolutely. I like that. I, man, you got a good way of putting it. And you know what, Jeff? If they check it out at the theonething.com, I'm going to keep <laughs> plugging your site. The, 
you know, I'm going to share one more little one, one thing that kind of helps you on the journey too is to have people that are on your side and you could celebrate your wins with. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because it could be lonely. Uh-huh. You know? So in my business, I have a little uh, a mastermind group I formed with three other guys. We meet every six weeks in the city and we celebrate each other's wins. Every, all, and we have a little text group. We text each other. Oh my God, I just closed this round of financing or, hey, I just published my new book. And we celebrate each other's wins all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's, it's been one of the biggest um, surprises when we created Living Your One Thing, which was the membership community behind the 411 and helping people get clarity on their priorities. Learning how to use a 411 is one thing. But having a place where when you talk about goal setting the now, when you talk about the purpose of a goal or setting someday goals that people don't look at you like you're a strange alien, when you talk about struggling on a 66-day challenge that all of a sudden people are like, yeah, this is what I did differently. Having mm-hmm. that community there that there's a common language, it really makes everything else easier or unnecessary. Right. And you're speaking the same thing, right? Like... Um, I love one of my hobbies is is collecting records. And if people, there's a record community and it's, oh, this is like a very good, oh, this is a first edition of this album. And everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. But if you did that to the general community, they wouldn't know. So I, I think it's so important to have that community that's going to support you uh, on your journey because it is it, it can be tough if you're trying to do it all alone. Yeah. And there's no one to talk with and celebrate. And even a little thing, like with the health again, hey guys, I this whole week, every single day, I only had one can of soda. I used to have 10, now I only have one. Like, that's a big win for me, yeah. and I'm happy. And other people to say, you know what, congratulations, we're happy for you. Keep going. Yep, yep. Well, I'll ask you, the listener, again, what's the one thing you can do such that <laughs> by doing it would make finding that community easier or unnecessary? And if you want to check out the one that we've created, go to theonething.com, click on the training page. You'll see Living Your One Thing there. We are going to be in the middle of, depending on when you're listening to this, a complete relaunch of the training page. Um, you'll see our foundation courses. If you see one of those, you click it, you'll see the, the membership side of it. That's what it is. It's the community behind all the trainings. Ryan, where... Yeah. where and, I, you- and I think everyone should get in there and be part of that community. It's just if everyone is on the same page and doing this and not all living this one thing lifestyle... Get in there and support each other. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. So where can people learn more about you and Rewind? Just check us out at rewindtoday.com. Uh, we've got... You want me to create a coupon code? You could put that on the page or sure, something? Or? Sure. All right. Yeah. You, you Just enter the coupon code. Uh, we'll, we'll create one for you. One thing. One thing. thing. <laughs> one thing. thing. Um, and we'll, t- we'll give you a nice 20% off your entire order. There you check go. out the bars, baby. Who's, who's the person that... When you, from the people who have done business with you, just talk to that person who is the fit for Rewind. I'll tell you who our deal person is. It's, it's, it's probably someone in their 30s to 50s, and they just want either to have something good in the morning, a good healthy thing to start their morning off the right way, or they're looking for a very healthy snack that's going to keep them full because we have a lot of fiber. Um, it's mm. something that tastes good. Uh, and it's a bonus if you love all things kind of 80s, 90s, pop culture, music, movies. Because <laughs> we, we do talk a lot about that and we have a lot of fun. I mean, that's why it's called Rewind. It's not just rewinding the years and knocking years off your body. It's also kind of the, the, the dual thing of rewinding a cassette tape 
um, rewinding a VHS tape. It has that feeling. So turning back the years and having fun and, and looking back to some good times in your life, but yet hitting play and living in the now as well. So there you go. Well, there, there you have it. Our conversation with Ryan Lee, founder of Rewind. Folks, this is just a great example of what it looks like to live the one thing over time. You can go from where he's got 800 domains, more businesses that he can count, and he's stressed, not connected with the family, health is going in the wrong direction, to over time, knocking down one domino to the point where you fast forward to today, he's got a thriving health business. He's got great counterbalance between his personal and his professional life. Even though he's in startup mode, he's still coaching the basketball team. He's still driving the kids. He's present. Folks, that's a life that's worth living. If you would like to take the next step in terms of gaining clarity on your priorities, please go to the one thing.com. That's with the number one in the URL. Click on the training page, learn more about the Your 411 training. Trust me, that's where you want to go. And you'll learn about the membership opportunity there as well. You can get the course just by itself, or you can also get the membership with the course. And that's the whole community that will support your goals. If you're new to the podcast, please click that subscribe button so all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. And we look forward to being with you in the next episode. 